You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Nay, not required. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live from Podcast Detroit, Royal Oak Studios. We are looking forward to intriguing and entertaining you every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Let me start today's show by saying thank you for joining our family, which is biological by nature, love logical by choice, DNA not required. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? Uh, my name's Delon, and uh, this is Love Logical, DNA not required podcast show. Um, today, uh, I'm going to be interviewing Detroit Howard, you know, um, He's the Detroit man. He's got like one of the nicest Detroit rings I've ever seen. You know, like he's always wearing his Detroit gear. He's got his Detroit hat on. He's hey, got now, his... I'm, I'm not that Detroit. Just come on. Yeah, talking to the mic though. I'm not that Detroit. You oh. make me blush. So <laughs> we're going to go into, we're going to talk about a couple things with him today. Um, hope you guys enjoy. You got anybody you want to say hey to? Hey to everybody who ever doubted me. It is what it is. I'm going to encourage you to do better next time. Look at that. Talk about encouragement. So, yeah, um, um, I, I guess we'll just get started with the interview. Detroit Howard, what, what made you who you are today? Failure. 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 Every obstacle that was ever thrown at me, I was able to overcome it. And the guy that worked for me this week, Ron, um, his daughter just died of a drug overdose. Drug, drug overdose. I tend to stutter, so I'm embarrassed about it. But I'll, I'll talk real slow. It's nothing to be embarrassed about, man. Well, you know, I I don't like when people snicker at me or laugh at me. So when I was a kid, the color of my skin when I lived in Detroit was white. When I moved to the suburbs, I became black, and I didn't understand it. <laughs> it was weird, you know. And I had the saying was uh, I read in a book. It said, "When the majority is a the minority, then the minority is the majority." And uh, hmm. tonight I just want to pay homage to my father-in-law. He passed away last Monday. We talked about that. Yeah, and, sorry uh, about that. I'm going to make sure I talk real slow. I'm going to look in the camera. I'm going to look you in your eye. I'm going to make sure I tell you one time. My name is Detroit Howard. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. So I walked in tonight, and I was all scared. And I looked at that poster. I already talked to you about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to ask everybody out there. I see a picture. You see, I already posted it. Muhammad Ali fighting Superman. Who's going to win? Now, he told me Superman. I said, Superman. Listen, listen. This is He he doesn't claim to be from Detroit, but I'm a Lions fan, so. Oh, that's the problem. Oh, man. (laughs) Everybody knows. I wear a hard hat every day that says Detroit Lions. Okay. You know why? Why? I don't know. I love them. I I want them to win. When the city said that there was going to be a rebirth, I did everything that I could to be on the right team. Yeah. And that team was me and my company, and I made a difference. And when I thought I could make a bigger difference, I joined a better team, yeah, a better team, a better team. And every team that I was a part of that worked on that city, I've been laid off or fired from, but it never stopped. Yeah. So when my father-in-law died, and I'm working at the Detroit Pistons facility, and I'm trying to make a difference, I'm trying to leave my mark, I hired in at that company. Can I say the name? Yeah. I love the Brinker team. Mr. Brinker, I've been asking to meet you. Now, listen, I asked to meet a lot of people, and I don't want this show just to be about me, but we're talking about my father-in-law, so yeah, we'll talk about the Packard plan. I have a lot of cars. 
I'm blessed to have a father-in-law that loves me. This is what the show's about. Yeah, it's about being love logical. My father-in-law loved me like his own son, and I get goosebumps. I got He's really that, got goosebumps on his arms. I got, I got this tattoo from my father-in-law, and he used to tell me stories like I was a little kid, and every Sunday, no, Saturday, I remember as a little kid, I watched the show, and this is where I get a little crazy. Boys and Girls for Jesus. Did it, did it, did it, did it. I had to listen to that before I could go play. I hated the show. I don't even remember. I just wanted to play. But Mr. Summers always made me feel like a little kid. With every story that he ever told, it was an adventure. Every car ride, we hoped that, you know, this is where I always tend to joke. I have a lot of cars. At my how, many, how many cars do you have? I've never seen them all. Never seen them all. I've never seen it. That's a true story. Mr. Summers never let me see all of his cars. True story. Mr. Summers, my father-in-law, was a great man. Um, hmm. You're going to catch that I'm going to throw a lot of little jabs out there, like Ali. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to say Mr. Summers, but it might not be Mr. Summers, but it's a Mr. Summers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody. Mr. Summers, uh, I could tell you the whole story, and this whole show could be about it, but if we were to start there, I should tell you how I met my wife. <laughs> and this is where this What's is, your wife's name? This is for my wife Oh man, it's getting cold Because I got goosebumps on goosebumps You see, I see it, I see it I look like a chicken <laughs> I pulled up in it And this is where I start to get funny And I'm gonna I hope I don't embarrass myself But If I was a chicken I'd drive a yellow car And I'd say They'd say There goes old yellow If I had to have a yellow car I'd put the loudest engine in it The loudest radio And I'd say There goes old yellow And I'd go Vroom, vroom, vroom now you saw my car out there. Yeah, it's nice. I'm smooth, man. I, uh, let me let me put on my sexy voice to my wife so she's watching. Uh, Cindy, I had the uh, <clears throat> I was buying some stuff at Home Depot, and uh, I was looking all smooth, talking to some some of your friends, telling me your father passed, and uh, you know how my world goes. I said, Yeah, 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 da 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 da. I hear <laughs> it started raining so hard. I ran outside after I bought the things because my wife's going to kill me if she comes home mm-hmm. and I didn't do that list. So as a father, <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a list. And then I have stepkids. And you know what it's like to they're be not, they're, But they're not stepkids. No, they're, they're bonus they're, kids. They're your love logical they're, kids. But my kids are stepkids because they all step over each other to get ahead. Okay. You see what okay. I'm saying? That's why they're stepkids. They're just using every advantage they have. Yeah. Every advantage they have. Now, now as a, a stepdad, imagine, uh, I'll tell you the story. The first time my kids got to laugh. I got stories about Mr. Summers I can tell you all day. First time my kids really laughed, and I cry about it because it means a lot to me, I lied to their grandfather. And I said, Mr. Summers? And I said, yeah. He said, uh, the kids look bored. I said, the kids look bored. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. They need a little excitement. You know how to shoot a flare? I said, yeah, I know how to shoot a flare. I'm an engineer. Shoot a you flare? Know, a flare gun. Yeah. You know, where yeah, you pull like it on the boat. like yeah, this. Yeah. You pull it like this. But listen. Listen, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I'm mixed. So I'm going to say, this brother didn't know what he's doing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I got I'm, you. I'm, 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 I'm proud of who I am. He was like, I, I got this. I got this. I know what I'm doing. I'm a dredge, you know, I'm, I'm Scottish and Jamaican. Okay. Proud of who I am. I don't mean any disrespect to anybody. So I'm, yeah. my mom said, listen, don't let every, anybody ever tell you what you can and can't do. When you go to work, if you got one pair of pants and one shirt, you wash those clothes. Yep. You iron them, and you represent yourself every day. Yep. That's my mom. So when right I there. got to this interview, mm-hmm. I must have set my watch fast. But when I have something important, I'm always there. Yeah. Pouring down rain, you pull in, my underwear wet, my shirt's wet. I was supposed to get a tattoo. I didn't get it. 
I'm going to get a Santa Claus tattoo. So I'm going to go back to my flair story. Cause yeah, it's go to Stair. Go to Flair. So now here's this brother. <laughs> now, mind you, I should have said Mr. Summers is wife. So I should have said, you know, I'm like Colton now, you know, Fresh Prince. <laughs> no. I, I'm serious. My, my father-in-law is like the king of automotive world, but I'm Fresh Prince. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, oh, smooth. Let's just say my nickname used to be White Chocolate. And when I pulled that flare, they called me dark chocolate because I got burned to hell, man. It hit me in my chest. I fell to the ground. And by the time my wife got me up, all I could hear were my kids laughing, my my bonus kids, you know, because yeah. it, it was a bonus that the flare gun went off and I got shot in the chest. It was the funniest thing they've ever seen. Yeah, I can it, imagine. Oh, uh, no. I, I have scars. Yeah. I'd show you my scars. Yeah, it, came, you know? it came out. It came out. Yeah, Those it, things go about 130 feet in the air. I, it knocked me out of my ground. Uh, and it was Someone my favorite Troy Drywall hair. shirt. Now, Troy Drywall, that's another funny story. Okay. I'm just a drywall guy. And my dad told me, I've always loved Detroit. I grew up in Troy. And my dad said, uh, you should be Detroit Drywall. No. My dad said, you should be Troy Drywall. I said, Dad, I want to be Detroit Drywall. I started, started my company when I was 18. And uh, for me, I always took every disadvantage and made it my advantage. So in my eyes, when I looked at Troy Drywall, I put the D in front of it with the hyphen like Mr. Summers did with the E in front of uh, it, it. Actually, it's the same thing. Concourse de Elegance, de Elegance. So mm-hmm. if the drywall is D hyphen Troy, it becomes the silent D, yeah. Detroit Drywall. Troy Drywall. That was how I represented myself for 30-some years and how I fed my family. Mm-hmm. As a dad um, in Michigan, when I got remarried and I had four kids and I had to do anything I could do, I remember days when I couldn't even get a job pulling weeds. Wow. And for me. How did you get through that, though? My mom. Your mom? My mom. Because all I could hear, my, you know, there's a joke about Jamaican having six jobs. My mom said, I don't care what you do. As long as you have a job and you go to work every day, I'm good. Yeah. So I turned my phone off because my mom would be calling about now. Look, you know. Yeah. I know, how, I know that you, feeling. And, you know, she's Jamaican. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'll be like, how would? What are you and what are you doing? Because Cindy's out of town and you should be home and the car should be in the garage. Mr. Summers doesn't like you driving the car in the rain. And I'd be like, Mom, Mr. Summers said I could drive the car in the rain. No, he did not. And I'd be like, Mom, he did. Funny story, there was a guy in my neighborhood. He had a black and red car. Mr. Summers knew this story. It always made him smile. Mm-hmm. And it was a, uh, oh, a Buick, black top, red body. And Mr. Summers had a 1953 Buick. Black top, red car, okay. and he lived in my neighborhood. So this car is always cruising through my hood. Now, I don't live in the hood. I live in North Madison Heights. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I moved yeah. up in the world. So Ballish let me status. Oh, uh, yeah. When I had my house, I was in Oakland Township mm-hmm. on a hill, acre and a half. Whoa. But you know what? In the middle of, if you look in the million dollar neighborhoods, there's always a ghetto. So I was living in the ghetto. You know, the ghetto of the million dollar oh, neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like, it was nice. It, don't, don't, don't let anybody fool you. The man. ghetto of the million dollar neighborhood. <laughs> he was living in the ghetto oh, of yeah. the million dollar neighborhood. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I got an acre and a half from the brand new tracker, and I'm struggling. You know what I mean? Snowmobiles. Oh, yeah. oh, struggling with yeah. the four wheelers, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know? I, actually, I couldn't afford a four wheeler. I had a three wheeler. So everybody oh. knows the story's true. Oh, three wheeler. My ex brother in law on my three wheeler, he broke it. He owes me a three wheeler. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll talk about my ex family because they made me stronger. Yeah. Um, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. My father in law was from. Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, that's my kind of guy because I am a Packer fan all 
day long. I, uh, I don't know who's yellow. watching this, but any Lions fans, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay this time. Normally, I take my headset off and I just walk out the door, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be fair. This is my first interview, you know. You know, he, you know, I'll get. You guys got snacks here? Yeah, they got some snacks out there. You want to get a little cheese go with that wine? Uh, <laughs> here, look, we, I think we won more games than you guys did last year. I can go on my phone right now and I can pull up a picture of uh, Stanford with the Super Bowl trophy when we won it. Who? True story. Matthew who? Matthew Stafford. Oh, who? Matthew Stafford. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that guy because he he, he doesn't win anything. He was he Listen, was holding the Super Bowl. I'm trophy, telling you right now. To I'm going to enter this interview right now for every Detroit Lions fan <laughs> out there. And I don't even have to do this. Now, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I'm going to wink, wink whenever I lie. Oh, okay. I'm going to blink twice if I'm lying really big. <laughs> the Lions are a good team, but I believe they might win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I was just crying. The Lions are a good Super Bowl team, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, when okay, okay, Mr. Batch okay. wanted me to do drywall for him. I oh, said, Charlie Batch? Yeah, I was doing drywall, man. Oh, I did. Cool. I did work for everybody. So Mr. Batch, he called me up. Everybody wanted me to do drywall. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm that good. How'd you How'd you get it? Wait, before you go to Mister Batch, how'd you get in the drywall though? My, like my older brother. Your older brother. He's six foot eight. Oh, so he could reach all the high places. He looks like John Sally. And now let me explain something about my family. <laughs> when we're talking blended, there's there's uh, seven kids: two white, two black, three mixed. Okay, check it out. Check okay. it out. Yeah, that's love six, logical all day. Six six foot eight. Uh, my his sister is a uh, dark. She's a tech, Cast Tech teacher, so if any Cast Tech students are out there, I always run up to Cast Tech people. And I say, you know my sister? And they go, I don't know your sister. I say, she's cool, man. She's cool like us. I ain't know you. Okay, so Miss Chillis, you get in her class, you better chill the hell out. You know why? Because you know, she's Jamaican. They're crazy. Oh, oh, the dreadlocks, yeah. man. I'm telling you. It, it, again, going back to my mom. Yeah. My mom taught me how to get over Every disadvantage and making an advantage. So she taught you how to improve in in every every single yes, aspect sir. of your life. I'm a good dancer, by the way. She sounds like a beautiful woman. My mother know? was a beautiful woman. That's yeah. when I use my sexy voice because whenever I talk about that ballroom dancing, oh oh, she did I got ballroom go, dancing. No, I no, my mom can't dance. Oh, <laughs> my mom lives on an island. She can't swim. My mom had it. Different. How do you live on an island and you can't swim? That's what I said. <laughs> my father's Scottish, so we had a castle right on the shore. And uh, my job was to protect the people. When my dad met my mom, this is a true story. That's what he tells us anyway. My dad married my mom for money. I don't know if it was love because she said she had an island, and my dad was excited because he's Scottish. But I guess island in Jamaica is a white shirt. (laughs) My dad will back this up. (laughs) So when I met my wife, Cindy, uh, I didn't get to talk about that, but – Cindy's real name is Cynthia, like my mom's. Mm-hmm. So whenever we go out to dinner, they get a big fun kick out of saying, uh, table for Cynthia McLaughlin, and they both raise their hands. The white one or the black one. Like, yeah, that's it, funny. It, yeah, it's funny, that but is funny. It, it is a true story. And uh, I met my wife. She was at Beaumont Hospital. She was uh, there for heart surgery. Or, or, excuse me. Her mom was there for heart surgery. And she said, what are you doing here? And I, you know, I was kind of, I met Mr. Summers at the lowest point in my life. Yeah, and that man loved me. Not the first time he saw me. Not the second time he saw. Not the second time, but the third time. Three times a lady. Mm-hmm. Mr. Summers loved me. Three is a lucky number. Three is a lucky number. It is. And when I talk about numbers, and I'm sitting at mic number six, I lost a child on uh, June 6, 19, 1999. So when I got 
to sit at this mic, I don't think about that child. I think about 1999, like Prince. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been waiting my whole life to get this story out. Everybody said you should write a book and make a movie. You should write a book. I don't know how to write. I can draw pictures, so I figured it'd be a picture book. I'm serious about this. I got a buddy. He's making a book. It's all pictures. Really? Every letter of the alphabet, he's making pictures. It's going to be something from your life. If I made that book, I'd want that guy to draw the pictures. Yeah. In my life, I meet people, and I go like this. I arrange them like this. All you got to do is do something good for Detroit. You're probably on my Facebook page. You probably wonder how you know me. Everybody says I look familiar. I don't have dreads. I'm Jamaican. You're not from Detroit, Colorado. He likes Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yes. Yes. These are the great things in life. Colorado. (coughs) I must be choking on that pizza. Maybe. (laughs) Now, most of my friends, because I'm drinking, uh, they know that I'm not drunk if I'm, you know, just being mellow. Because, like I said again, when you talk about my family or you talk about my city and it's something that you're disrespecting, I'm going to get up and leave. When you talk about the Lions losing, I stay. Because when we lose, the only way to win is you got to lose something. Yeah. Because when you lose something, you want to get it back. Yeah. So, But you can't keep losing the same thing for 10 years and expect to get something. That's correct. Um, <laughs> I do, I do uh, think about Mrs. Ford. Mr. Summers, I'm going to go back to another funny story because there's okay. a lot of them. Okay. So I'm talking to Mr. Summers, and I'm going to the Concourse d'Elegance. It's going to be this weekend. Oh, tell, tell me about that, too. The Concourse d'Elegance is a car show that my father-in-law started to get cars mm-hmm. together to raise money for charity. He also brought the arts in and was a huge influence across the country with car shows, auctions. You know, he, he helped start everybody. That's why I consider him the godfather of cars. There's, oh, wow. there's not a country in this world, not a car collection that I can't get into to see if I mention his name. Oh, wow. It's to the point that when they made this uh, movie Cars, mm-hmm. the mountains are the front end of cars, and there's the goosebumps. You see them coming up? Yeah. On the mountains, there's hood ornaments. My father-in-law makes hood ornaments. Oh, wow. So he made, he, he he made, made the hood he, ornaments. He made the hood ornaments. Wow, that's really and, and, cool. And he's just from a little town with a little splash. He made a big wave. You get that? Yeah. With the little splash, he made a big wave. All it takes is right. a little bit of push. So we go back to my charity, and I talk, we talked a little bit before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mr. Summers raised over $6 million. I plan to make more than that for charity. And uh, you ask me how I'm going to do that? I'm going to ask for somebody out there. You start a GoFundMe, give me a dollar. I'm going to use all that money and do something special for Mr. Summers. I don't need the money. I don't need anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not asking one person for anything. I was at a car show Sunday, and I hate to bring this up, but mm-hmm. I stutter. And as I'm on the phone, and I told this lady that I was going to sell everything in my garage for Mr. Summers, mm-hmm. and I'd use that money. Because I, if I go out and make the money now and spend something, it means nothing because I waited too long. I've already given Mr. Summers everything. I gave him a license plate for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. For his 48 Packard, I drove that car this week in honor of Mr. Summer. So that that 48 Packard. It's a 1948 Packard. If you're not sure what it looks like, people, let's be smart here. Go to the movie Back to the Future and check out that car. It's tan. You're going to know what it is. Go to my Facebook page. Look at me. I went to the driving with my kids, and the top wouldn't go up. I got soaking wet. This is the second time this week I've driven the car of Mr. Summers. got soaking wet. Mr. Summers never cared about those things, so it doesn't bother me. Mr. Summers always said, just like when I got shot in the, you know, with the flare, mm-hmm. let's give him a show, Howard. 
Let's give them a show. So let's let's go back to my tattoo. It's red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. Right above there, there's going to be fireworks. Those fireworks were that flare, that spark that Mr. Summers was. Yeah. You know, we had a member in our club. They they called her the spark plug of the club. Yeah. Um, and I'm being real here now because he's gone. I can say these things. That lady um, caused a lot of hurt in my heart, my wife's heart. Mm-hmm. And we were always there for my father-in-law. And the car club's going to know it because I quit that car club. And I'm not going back until they give me a letter of uh, apology. And I want it to come from higher up than just the president of that club. Yeah. I, I but, want it to come. But, you know, like. Uh, uh, you got to talk to me now because this is where I get real. Yeah, yeah. What should I do? So I would say that you should, like, not let it weigh on your heart. And you should honestly let it go. You know, because you have so don't let the hate in. Don't let the hate in. You got more important things to worry about, like Detroit. You know, you're you're Detroit Howard. Listen, you know, like you know. You, okay, let's go to let's go to numbers then. If we're being positive, and I add numbers up, six plus six, six plus six is what? Twelve. All right. So when I'm doodling and I think about my father-in-law dying, I'm trying to make it positive. What's mm-hmm. eight plus six? Fourteen. Okay. Plus one is five. Five. Five plus five is ten. If I multiply that 10 and I try 100%, I have another ring that has 100% on it. Mm-hmm. That ring is for people that, you know, work hard at their job. Okay, if you want to see one of my rings, I'm going to say I'm going to little, do a little plug. There's a Coney Island downtown. There's a guy by the name of Tommy. First person that meets Tommy and sees that ring with 100%, I owe you a free pizza. That's, oh wow! So, I, I lo- so you 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 give pizza and and you give chips and things like some better maids and yeah. and fago to the yes. community anyway. A- every like day. what made you start that? When I turned fifty, well, I'll I'll go back. When I met my wife, we met in the hospital. My dad yeah. had heart surgery on the same day. Yeah. My mom had breast cancer in August, so my dad sat me down in October. He said, "By your birthday, I'm going to be dead, and your mom's going to be dead. This is the will, and this is what we're doing." So I'm already familiar with the will. Yeah. I don't give a bleep about that will. I wanted my parents back. There's an email that I wrote that said that I wanted my parents here for Christmas and I wanted yeah. apple pie. I got apple pie yesterday when I finished that job for Mr. Summers. My wife is responsible for the largest job that that company's ever done. Really? And then the second job that we completed was the Concourse de Elegance car show. Mm-hmm. So American Arrow, as far as we know, is no longer there. And when the will is read, we don't care about the money. We just cared about getting that job done. Yeah. So, you know, being. You had to get that job done. I had. Yeah. The best gift that I could give a dying man was his last wish. I couldn't give him every last wish. My brother-in-law and uh, his partner, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to mention names, but I, you know, Dale and Ted, because I'm all over the paper. There's no hiding. That's why my Facebook's open. Yeah. Whenever I drove Mr. Summer's cars, uh, if I didn't tell him where I was, everybody told him. Seriously, his, yeah. car, his cars are that nice. They're yeah. that, they're that, you know, they're just a stock car, but they're that unique. I got a, I got a funny story that my mom told me about that. Oh, like, tell me, tell me. Because she had a car, I forget what type of car it was. I forget what, like, but she had a car that was like bright yellow. Oh, and, man, I got a bright yellow. Yeah, Every yeah, brother, yeah. listen, I'm going to stop right here. Because I used to be LL Detroit, and then I heard this cat from California where it's warm. Yeah. Started going around my LL Cool J. This is when I tell that little fib, like, it's a fit, but I always like that. Say that you know I got that. You know, no, no, no. But listen, listen. I'm so listening. she, she, um, 
like she used to try to like go out like my grandma I guess would say you got to stay close to home you know don't be all over on the other side of Detroit and you better believe and your mom you know let me let me tell you she said she would try <laughs> to go out but her car like everybody knew her car because yeah. it was so bright everybody yeah. would see her they would call they would call like oh I saw I saw her here I saw her there she would always get in yeah. trouble yeah and, and and back in the day people he's calling like a rotary dial for you kids out there it oh. goes like this bring yeah tell them tell them tell them and, and, and you guys think your cell phones are fast Try taking your mom's car out with permission, man. Ooh, By the yeah. time you got home, every light was on and every branch on that, that that tree was gone, man. See, but that's why I can say that I was a great son. I never tried to take the car. I never did any of those things because <laughs> I was a wholesome, good young man. We're going to rename this show The Good and the Bad because <laughs> I, I, I took my dad's motorcycle, car. Uh, when my dad came home from Jamaica, I swear my neighbors told him I went around the corner on two wheels. Now, I went around the corner on two wheels on the motorcycle, but they said the car. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> one, one time I saw my dad coming. I rushed it home, and I, my dad worked on cars, so we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. So he worked on our cars just to keep them running. I hit the brakes. I slid sideways. I was like a scab, man. Don't lie to your mom. I'm, I'm going to tell you kids right now. Yeah. My daughter just got caught doing something. You know, Nowadays, we got cameras, so mm-hmm. it's a lot harder. Uh, you, you and I can both say this. We got away with murder. Show sure did. Now, today's kids... Can't. Everything's filmed. Right. And this is where I like to mentor people. Yeah. Pretend that there's always a video camera on you. Yeah. So that when somebody asks you what happened, you can tell them the truth. And if you tell the truth every time, it, it, I can tell the same story every time. Lightens you up. Yes, sir. Sets you free. Now, this is another time that, you know. So what you talk about those kids and stuff, though. Yeah. But what about like the, those are your love logical relationships? Yeah. I mean, because what happens is before you meet those kids – you don't know how to prepare. So when you meet those kids, there's there's no way to tell somebody they're going to – I didn't buy them gifts purposely, so that made me a jerk. I didn't want my da- – I, I didn't see my daughter for two years because my ex had a PPO against me. Yeah. So I had a lot of anger in my heart. So that anger when you said let it go with that lady, mm-hmm. I just need to vent. Yeah, I know. So I can understand. I'm going to tell you. They always said don't put a microphone in front of a cheerleader. <laughs> I was a cheerleader in high school. Were you a cheerleader? Roy Oak, Michigan, straight up, class of 86. You were a cheerleader in high yes, school? Yes, sir. 86? Yes, that was sir. the year I was born. Man, you're old. Man, look, look. I look good. <laughs> listen, listen, I took a picture of Billy D. Billy D. That's the that's one thing I love about my black shine. You know, mm-hmm. we got the good jeans. We look good. Yeah. I got to get some uh, some of that hair dye. I'll tell you a true story. When the when the brothers used to talk to me and they'd always call me white chocolate or whatever they yeah, yeah. you know here comes that little white boy thinks he's black yeah and they'd be laughing they'd be like get some of that magic and rub it on your face man I'm rubbing it like this I lost all my hair back in '86 <laughs> they call me a skinhead oh my god really that's crazy true story every, every you know I'll tell you every time when I say true story or if I'm like joking around with you I just kind of blink my eyes like you know like I'm crying or you know twitching. Yeah. How did? Let me ask you. Uh, how did your How did your uh, father and mom come to Detroit? If like your mom's Jamaican. All right. So let's let's get back to uh, my parents. If you haven't seen the movie Detroit, yeah, I've that's, seen it. That's that's based about the time that my parents came to the city. Oh, like during the riots? Straight up. I was born in '67. Oh wow. My parents had an apartment complex in Detroit. My dad, you know, always was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't make a buck. Yeah, and I never understood how come we were poor. I mean, we we, you know, it's a big deal for me to drink a full bottle of pop, and I always let you know leave like a half glass, you know. So, 
I, I never realized it, but I heard of families, you know, like the, the brother will save a half thing for their sister mm-hmm. or the sister save a half. It, it didn't bother me because it was the way of life. Yeah. My kids now, if I pour a glass of orange juice, he'll pour half the pop out because it's flat. And it drove me crazy. Yeah. So as a stepdad, I'm a jerk again. You know? Yeah. The lessons that I've learned is just sometimes, like you said, got to let it go. Yeah, you got to let it go. But you also, like, even when it comes to our kids, you got to learn to appreciate what you have. You got kids? You know? Yeah, I have a daughter. I have well, a five-year-old daughter. Man, this guy had a kid at 15. How old are you? Who, me? I'm 33. Oh, man. There goes that black gene again. Yeah, See how yeah, good, good we look? Look, I'll give him a fist pump on that one, man. Good black don't crack. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the both, black of the berry, the sweet of the cherry. I thought I thought it was the older the berry. No, I'm just joking. Oh, Halle, <laughs> Halle, you No, know, look at Halle Berry. Hey, she's beautiful. She is beautiful. Now, one of the things that I like to do to stay, because I live in the suburbs and people, you know, tend to mm-hmm. dog people that move out of the city. Yeah. I was told I have a golden get out of jail free because I was born in the city. Do you agree with that? I'm mm. a Detroiter because I was born in the city. Yeah. Okay. No. Am I a Detroiter so. by the color of my skin? No. Okay. So let's get back. I, I do drywall in the city and I and I'm. Mm-hmm. And I'm very serious when I talk to people. Yeah. So I got in an argument with one of one of my good friends from the suburbs, mm-hmm. and he goes, you know, he made the mistake, you know, make the mistake of talking about Green Bay and dog in the lines. Try saying that all people in the union that are black are lazy if they're from Detroit. See, and but the the problem with that is is that's that's the perception that comes across as Detroit and it's not even just Detroit it's that they try to put that on us as black men you know and it's 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 ignorance you know you can't but you can't let that ignorance like okay so let's go back to my father-in-law because that's what I want to talk about yeah yeah. and I'm going to spin everything back to him okay because I always wanted him to teach me and mentor me and it took me a long time to realize his mentoring style was just by doing right yeah by doing the right thing well put it this way if my father-in-law, when my wife said that when you meet my dad, he's not going to like you. Yeah. The second time, first time I met my father-in-law, I was in the hospital. Second time, I was at a junkyard up in the UP, and I'm garbage picking. I cut the sleeves off my head, and I'm wrapped around my head trying to impress this girl. I was thinking I'm cool. My tattoos are showing. I'm flexing. Yeah. My little fat stomach, you know, went away. <laughs> my, my, my divorce got me skinny. If you look at my pictures, yeah. I, was, I was slim, and that's when she fell in love with me. But she stayed with me because of what was on the inside. Yeah. She don't see the big, you know, I, I hope she's not a chubby chaser because my dog's off to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I took the dance lessons. I work out. I drink a little bit in moderation just to get that taste. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. my father-in-law, if he was prejudiced, which he's not, the car shows that he did, he didn't raise yeah. those dollars for white kids, black kids, oriental yeah. kids, whatever, whatever it is. My father-in-law... Now, this is where it gets tricky. If he had two sons and a daughter, could he have three son-in-laws? Yeah. It's possible. It is. It's possible. Now, what if I said one was white? Let me think here. One white son-in-law who's kind of white Italian, a gay son-in-law, and a black son-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. So if he was prejudiced and I took care of him like he was my best friend, my father-in-law Yeah. is my best friend. Yeah. We hung out. We rode together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But if you took care of him as your best yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going back to the show now. I loved him like he was my father. And he was my father. No, but like when it came to the show, like what made him create the, the, the auto show? 
he was a performer. He he enjoyed my my father. So he was actually in the auto show before. Well, like not the... not auto. He created a car show. Oh, he the created lar- it. Right. Okay, he okay, he's, okay. he created the car show. Now, when we talk about auto show, my wife just finished up the auto show awards. Yeah, that was the largest job that American Air ever did. A girl did it. Now uh-huh. I helped her. That's cool. And that's not cheating, you know. No, that's not. I got three daughters. Yeah, I'm going to help them. You know what I mean? So let's go back to uh, the city of Detroit. And we talked about this, too. Mm-hmm. I was on, uh, you know, Detroit Loves Everybody. No, no, wait, wait. We were, talking about, we were talking about the, 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 we were talking about the charity, though. The, you the got to keep me on track. I'm keeping you on track. All I got right. you. Okay. Mr. Summers did it because he thought he could save Meadowbrook Hall. It was a historical building, and he thought mm-hmm. it was worth saving, so the money went to Meadowbrook Hall. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the lines... Mr. Summers should have incorporated the car show, and he told me that was one of his biggest failures. Mm-hmm. I think one of his biggest failures was thinking that was a failure. Yeah. It wasn't a failure. How much, how much money does it raise for the charities? Over $6 million. Wow. See, and wow, that's a lot of money. You know, I don't know all the facts, and what I'm talking about, people can read and look it up, and I prefer that. Yeah, yeah. But for my father-in-law to love us unconditionally, he always, you know, he told me he was a pioneer because before rock and roll was in, yeah, you can talk about that. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, you know that. You know what? I'm going to tell people right now because I'm uh, I, I'm I'm bashful. Not uh, spotlight Detroit. You can look me up, Detroit Howard. Mm-hmm. Go to videos. That, I love this. You look up Detroit Howard. You go to videos. You find me. Once you find that video, read about me. Then when you see Howard McLaughlin, copy paste that. Put that in the internet, and you'll see an article about me in Detroit back yeah. way back when, jumping up and down for the yeah. Super Bowl. You know, Red Wings shaved in my beard when the Super Bowl was here. I shaved a a, a trophy in my head, and mm-hmm. you know, I've always been a cheerleader ever since. Yeah. Ever since you were younger, yeah. But that was a me becoming a cheerleader. Most people don't realize I don't do good with death. The day of the cheerleading tryouts, instead of going to my grandmother's funeral, I chose to be a coward and stay home and try out for cheerleading. I couldn't bear to see my grandmother dead. I understand that. You're the first person I ever told that to. Man, thank you for that. That's that's. I understand, though. It must be the alcohol. I have half a beer. <laughs> I know. It's getting to you, right? If I have two beers, two cans, Sam, I'm out like a light. Like a light. Like a light. Hey. Okay. You got you caught that. You see <laughs> yeah, how I, I, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. That. Most people won't catch it. I did catch that. Okay, so like like what are your love logical relationships, man? Like I don't want to read that. Like what are what are some of your like you, you talked about you got like seven siblings. I love them all. You know, like, you know what those you, are these are all your love logical oh, siblings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, and the best compliment I got about that Jamaican mom of mine, mm-hmm. my mom was standing there, my sister with the fire engine red hair, yeah, and my brother. Now my brother looks just like my dad. If I was walking down the street, I would have, man, you look just like my dad. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> but my sister uh, Lisa, who I love very much, yeah, she said my mom was the glue that holds the family together. Yeah, that's deep. You that know? is deep because anybody who tried to pull us apart, my mom brought us back together. Mm-hmm. Always, always. My mom was a missionary leader. And I used to be jealous. How can we send stuff to Jamaica? Why can't I have Levi's instead of, you know, Jordache? I didn't wear Jordache, man. That's before the time. Exactly. The people, old, old folks are like, they spit their pop out. I remember them Jordache. Yeah. Jeans. I'm going to tell you a true story. My wife's going to kill me. No, wait, wait, wait. Keep but, going. Keep going. You're no, talking this, about sending stuff to Jamaica. Okay. Let me, let me tell you my, I'll go back to that. But one time I had a pair of khakis mm-hmm. and my wife said, my pants never fit. I got that, you know, 
physique where pants don't fit well. Mm-hmm. So I found these pants and I put them on and I'm walking through the kitchen. I'm strutting. She goes, where'd you get those pants? They look really good. And I said, they're your dad's. You just gave them to me. He liked them. She almost spit her pop out. <laughs> so anyways, going back to the missionary, um, it, it was just my mom's from Jamaica and my yeah. mom, she's a crier. I'm a crier. Not like John Cryer. Like only only during movies on me too. No. Songs. Songs. I look I at can you. Understand that. I can look at you right now and cry. Really? Green Bay. Oh, I'm so sorry. You should be you should be laughing and happy no. and cheering with me. Green Bay. I'm like Muhammad Ali. That's why when you pick Superman, I pick Muhammad Ali. Yeah. The yeah. underdog. I would pick Brett Favre. So you don't like Detroit, but I see I can look at your arms and tell you like Detroit, because you know, I, I, I grew up in Detroit. You got, a little you got bit, that you know? D right there, but you like Green Bay. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up in Detroit. A little okay, bit, so let's go know? back a second here. My ex father in law was nice to jab at him about Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Green Bay is an American team. Oh yeah. So you understand what I'm saying? Yes. yes. If the Lions aren't in it and Green Bay's winning, if they do something good, oh, that's pretty good. They they they, they deserve to mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. I can't help with the ref calls. You guys got lucky. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! I, I'm quick. You got to stay with See, me. See, but me, like, so when it came down to it, like, I was introduced like to Green Bay by like a love logical dad that I had, which was Fred. You know, like he. Then I got mad love for you because there's nothing yeah. but there's no, no. My daughters loved Green Bay because of their grandfather, which yeah. I which I respect. I like your daughters. They didn't like Detroit because of me. Oh, that's that's not good though. My oldest daughter doesn't even talk to me. Sometimes you just got to try to change things. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Because she can hear my story. She can listen. That she, way she knows, you know. Like, you know? But she also she also needs to understand the, the things you do for other people. You know, like. Well, that's the problem. Let's stop right there. My first wife, the one thing that she told me that I that I finally learned was every time you're gone from our house and you're helping somebody – you're not here. So tonight, earlier today, I gave a ride you know, to this guy. I said, hey, I'm by Little Caesars, and I'm taking these pictures, and I'm making this giant head look like I got pictures for everything that I talk about. Yeah. Anybody sure. anybody wants to question my stories, I got pictures to back up I everything. I see. I know. You know I, That's I, cool. I got 30,000 pictures on my phone. That iPhone's about two years old. Yeah. What about, like, so you went to Little Caesars, you were taking pictures of, hey, you gave the guy a ride. Where'd yeah. Where'd you go? I only got to nine mile. I said, listen, I got to get a tattoo and I got to get to a radio interview. That's all I have to do. And I said, I can't mm-hmm. give you a ride today. And he shook my hand. He said he was going to write a story about me. There's another cat. I never raced Mr. Summer's cars today. I raced a car. You raced one? Yeah. Down Van Dyke. How was it? I lost. Of course. The light was red. And I said, first one to the light wins. I jumped out of my car and ran down the street. My flip flops, my trip. <laughs> True story. This brother was it was a black guy too. He's he's videotaping me, and I think he spit his papa. I do that a lot. People, whenever they talk to me, they, oh my god, seriously. For real. I, if I could show you my dash, it's in one of my pictures. You look in the video. Mm-hmm. There's a crumpled up twenty dollar bill because we bet twenty bucks. Any, Any Yeah. Anybody who can uh, verify that they're that person, I know what you look like. You should have the video. You give me that video, I will buy you a pizza. Oh yeah. We go back to pizza. So why do you pizza. why do you why do you love pizza so much? Because I'm a legend. So what's the Detroit? What what was your favorite Detroit pizza? You know you got you got Detroit everything. Little Caesars. Little Caesars is not a Detroit pizza though. Where's their headquarters? Okay. 
Touche. Touche. <laughs> you know? What's, what do you love about Detroit? Like, what makes you love Detroit so much? Like, do you love helping, like, not only helping the people, but what, if you could tell somebody about Detroit that would hold, like. My mom. Everything. My mom. No, you can't tell about, it's got to be about Detroit, the city. My mom. Okay. So what, what about your mom, though? She couldn't drive. I took the bus through Detroit. I'd sit and look out the window. If my mom knew how to drive, I'd be screaming, ah! But taking that bus, yeah, I got to look at Burners, where the Illages place is right now. It used to be a triple X uh, movie house. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly where that was because as a little kid, my eyes like my mom would always cover them. So whenever somebody covers your eyes, you always want to think, of, yeah, yeah, see, you know, exactly. she created the monster, not me. Yeah, and and, and getting off the bus, and uh, I think it was, it, it was just. The awe of everything and then people talking about Hudson's and shopping there. Mm-hmm. In my video, you can watch. I said, you know, there's a story back in the heyday. Well, that heyday is today. Yeah. There's there's so much going on. You know, when my friends come in from town, I love to ask them, how was your experience? Tell me about it. What can we change? Yeah. So my good friend Emily Gale, um, you know, she's – I want to, again, say she's kind of like that mentor like my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching what she does. But the best advice I got from her was everybody has a story. Everybody yeah, has everybody a story. Does. So we'll, we'll, we'll start talking real. You know, my father-in-law cares about everything, mm-hmm. but my life doesn't end there. My father-in-law would be like, today was supposed to be your day, not my day. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why, that's why I'm trying to ask I got, I, I, I got into a fight with my wife today because she said it's always about me. Now, that goes back to your show. So if it's always about me, mm-hmm. it's never about me because I almost sat and waited for you to get here to eat my pizza. Yeah. I got to wait for this kid to come home, this kid to come home, and then they all sit down. I'm the stepdad. They don't even want to eat with me. Don't, don't, but you're not the stepdad. You know, one story that my mom mom always tells me is when my grandpa, because my grandpa wasn't the father to all my mother's children or all my grandmother's children. Okay. You know, like, and she says that one thing that grandma always said is there's, you're not stepping on anybody in this house. There are no stepchildren. And it's the opposite in my house because they step over each other. Yeah, but the thing is, though, it's it's not really. They're not, in in reality, in retrospect, they're not. They're just juking and jiving, trying so to get. get if, we're, you. if we're being totally honest, yeah. And my wife's gonna hate me. She's gonna hate me anyways. Last summer, I didn't even see my kids. Yeah, but you know what? Like, it's the love that you show them. Like, even when they're not around, when you're not around. That's why the courts gave her. Okay. Back to me. Yeah, you know, like it's it's that love that like you now you show that love like me. I have I have my daughter. My daughter lives with me, you know, like right. that's that's you got to do what you got to do as a man and as a father, you know, like you got a man up. Yeah. You know, and I had to when I moved from Colorado, like who would leave paradise to come to Detroit, even though Detroit is a bomb and growing city. Somebody looking for a winning football team. Yeah. Um. So more about me. Mm-hmm. I gave away a lot of stuff for charity last year. Why? Because I wanted to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And when I came up with the idea, it wasn't going to be to be you do or Detroit Howard. It was mm-hmm. just a heart with an apostrophe and the letter D, loved. So when I gave you a bag, I just wanted to tell you that you're loved. And my yeah. wife and I went around and gave out these things. And then I also met Sharon from uh, NSO. And I said, I got a bunch of this stuff. Would you like it? She took it. Because I didn't have the time to give it out because I needed to work. Again, it goes back to that time. I'm a, I'm a, you know what I mean? I got responsibilities. So everybody always looks at their clocks. 
There's yeah. always time for another interview. You know what I mean? Like, but Mr. Summers, I love you. I hope everybody comes out to the show this weekend. Yeah. I hope they get a little taste, and I hope that when they see me on that day, they say, hey, I heard that interview, or hey, I heard about you, or hey, you look good driving that car. Because yeah. for the first five years driving that car, Mr. Summers had a beautiful driver that was my wife and a big burly bird uh, bodyguard. Nobody even knew that he was my, you know, bonus yeah. guy. And, yeah. I, and like he I said. He was your love logical dad. That, and that's why I'm here. Yeah, he was your love logical dad. He was he Unconditionally. Was, yeah, he gave you. So I could say that he gave you all the all the influences that you need he gave you he showed you that love that was unconditional and that's that's like what love logical represents you know right. the blended extended right. non biological family right and he know? he took me he didn't take me everywhere cuz in the end we couldn't do as much but one of his favorite car shows they helped start was down in Florida at Amelia Island yeah and uh you know i, I don't want to get into people's businesses but Every family has a problem. True. And Barry McGuire was one of my father-in-law's good friends. Mm-hmm. His daughter just died. Yeah. Another good friend of mine are the Boyers. Their dad just died. Yeah. Another good friend of mine was Mr. Dick Coon. Another friend of the family was yeah. uh, Terry Adderley. Terry Adderley, when he died, I thought of him because I, when I went to Indianapolis and I drove my Packard, I didn't get to drive. My brother-in-law drove the Packard around the track, but mm-hmm. I thought I was going to, but it wasn't my birthright. So he took took the car and drove it. Yeah. That's another story. But when I took a picture of Mr. Adderley, he looked like a little kid. So me and you doing this right now, yeah. I feel like we've been best friends and we're just kind of pushing those jabs. Like, well, you know, we're, yeah. fu- we're duking it out, but yeah. it's it's good because I want to hear more about your daughter. Yeah, I got three daughters and a son. Well, we should do a part two, man. You tell me when. You no, know, we should do a part two. And you tell I'll, me I'll when. Definitely, I'll definitely. I, I, you know, listen, we'll talk listen. more about our kids. And How stuff many like rounds that. do they go on boxing? Uh, what? I, don't, I, don't, I watch UFC, so it's three to five. All right. I'm in it for the long haul. Okay. So if you're not planning on winning, you might as well just end this interview and say thank you for coming. What do you mean? I'm I'm the champion. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're gonna keep we're gonna right, we're gonna so keep this rolling then. I'm gonna say. Uh, so we're coming to a we're coming to a close, but I definitely want to bring you back. You got it. Um, I would say that you can come check us out at www.lovelogical.com. Yes, sir. You know, I had Mr. Detroit Howard on the show today. I'm right. Delon Kennedy. Um, if you um, if you want to check us out, also check out our website www.lovelogical.com. You know, you got any websites? No, sir. Everything I do is a. I believe there's a secret society, mm-hmm. and I, I created it on my own. And I can post pictures tonight of me with other cars that may or may not be helping me do these things. Mm-hmm. But if it's just my one car, to create the illusion that I'm bigger than life, raise that $1 for charity. Just $1. Start, hey, start simple. That's like that video. Quote. When you see that video, start small. Think big. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it from the man. Dream big, guys. Thank you. You have a great rest of your day.